Hello, hello, um, and welcome to the podcast today. We are season four, episode 33. Welcome. Let's talk about taking care of ourselves, taking care of our soul. All right, here we go. Welcome everyone. Hello, hello. I'm so happy that you're here to join me. Thank you for coming and checking in and stopping by. My name is Tamara and I am the Art Teacher for Purpose. I write, create, and promote information that will help you find your purpose in life. This is what I'm here for, you guys. I'm not just here to help you find your purpose in life, but the plan that your creator has written for you. You know, even before the times has began, there was a purpose set and written for you. Okay, so I'm a Christian, you guys. I speak from a Christian worldview. I'm teaching you about how important it is for you to gain the eyesight, the insight, and the hindsight um, so that you can grow into the person that you are supposed to be. So I'm very excited about the kingdom, and I invite you to listen to what I have to say about all the things you need to know about the end of the world. All right, all right, all right. So what we're going to do, we're going to get right into it. And like I said, you guys know that I'm, I just, I come on here because I really feel like um, this is part of my purpose and part of the plan, even if it's for me to kind of like exercise my voice, get me out there um, and try to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing next, because I'm always trying to work to the next goal, the plan that God has for me. And the plan that he has for you guys is all a part of the journey to get to that final point or that final vision Um The point is for you to live it, for you to learn and to grow from each and every experience. So that's what I'm here for. I'm learning from this experience, doing this podcast. I am learning from the experience. I am trying to find the time. I'm trying to find the time to study, the time to set up the podcast itself, a place to record. Um, You guys noticed from last episode, I was in my car because I couldn't find the time. So I'm exercising that part of this whole experience. Where is the time? So listen, oftentimes we feel heavy burden and late. Guess what? Some of you might not, but I know anybody who is working in a career and has a family and trying to get ahead we are constantly trying to find the time to do the things on our to-do list to try to do the things that we feel are important to try to do the things that we feel are going to fulfill us and what we um what we have in our head to do and a lot of us are overburdened with a lot of things I remember I was always trying 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 to get ahead get ahead get ahead and I was never getting ahead I always felt like I was behind and I really took a major break in my life to figure out what the the right thing was to do to live this life so what we're going to talk about today a little bit we're going to talk about um, self-care but within the language of self-care um, speaking from a Christian worldview and speaking from um, my experience you guys I have to get off of like that the I guess the mindfulness train and really bring you back to Christian Christianity Christian living Bible Bible reading and building relationship with the Lord. And I know I always do that because I I believe that's the foundation to get you to those other points. And I think that you cannot, you cannot leave that out because I believe that's the rock. That's the foundation. And if you build on anything, if you build your life on anything other than the foundation of the truth of who God had sent to save us, which is Jesus Christ. If you build your life on anything other than the truth of Jesus Christ, 
that when these big things and these big crises like COVID-19 comes into your life, you're going to have a major hit. It's going to affect you majorly in your soul. So although I'm talking about self-care, I'm talking about self-care from a Christian worldview. And I really feel like self-care is soul care, you guys. It's soul care. So let's talk about that. So in case you guys don't know, I am a writer. Um, and like I said, I write, create, and promote information to help you find your purpose in life. So one of my things is writing my blog on artteacherforpurpose.com. That's artteacher, the number four, purpose.com. I write my blog, you know, because it's the things that the Lord teaches me about what the world needs right now. I can't control um, how I promote it or how God wants it to be promoted or who hears it. I can't control who hears it. I can't promote it. Um, I can go on Facebook or Instagram or, you know, on the podcast or on my website to promote it. But as far as who chooses to read it and who chooses to listen, that is up to the individual person. And it's up to the Holy Spirit to guide whoever is supposed to be coming to this place. And this place where I find it is my processing place. This podcast is my processing place where all the information that the Lord has given me throughout the week. And I come here for my own soul care. This is part of my own soul care. So the thing is, what does self-care soul care look like for you? And I, as a writer, I read a lot. So I was reading Agent Nicole. Lynn Agent Yu and she's a sports agent. Um, I first saw her on Lewis Howe's um, School of Greatness and her story just intrigued me. Everything that she went through and the grit that she had and you know how she built success but even in her book she she said that how her health was fading. She had anxiety attacks because she wasn't taking care of herself. She wasn't taking care of her mind, her soul, her body and these things are all connected you guys. Why is it important to take care of your mind your soul and your body and why are these things connected it is because this is the the design that the lord has made us how he has made us and believe me all this information is in the bible but i want to share with you something that i have wrote on my blog and it was on an article called caring for your soul and i just want to read of just of the first passage just real quick so you understand where i'm coming from on the soul care level um so It says here, caring for your soul. Sometimes it is hard to find the time to care for your soul. This is a poignant and continuous problem in our fast-paced society. We often have to fight for the things that we are desperately in need of. We must place a firm foot on the ground and demand from ourselves the time to care for ourselves. And why? Why is this important? Because the condition of your soul dictates the condition of your world, you guys. Okay? So when we talk about your world, um, I am actually talking about um, not only your world from an individualistic standpoint, our perspective that our American culture usually promotes, but I am referring to a world in which we live in in the connective nature of soul to soul so that's person to person soul to soul how your soul has to be nourished in condition so that the the person that's in your life that is living it next to you is encouraged by your soul energy and you might have heard in the past you know oh you have good energy or i love your aura your aura is glowing things and words like this this is a different language in other eastern cultures but it has come over into america a little bit and you might you know hear about mindfulness and meditation and things and things like this um But let me tell you, it is grounded in Christianity. It is because the Lord tells us about caring for the soul. So let me go back. So you guys, if you didn't notice, I went off on a tangent. So and I didn't finish reading what I was supposed to be reading. So let me go back. Here it goes. Instead, I am referring to the world in which we live in the connective nature of soul to soul. The health of our own souls gives health to those around us and therefore creates a more soulful community. 
I love the word community. Uh, the word community does not transfer across cultural lines. So uh, I, I believe like a lot of um, brown cultures, African-American cultures and Hispanic cultures, we understand that community means more than just a neighborhood. Community means connecting, relating and, you know, talking to each other. It means relationship. It means helping and growing within a group of people that might not be necessarily blood related to you community a lot we see a lot of community in churches and you know this the idea that we are you know going towards the same goals and we're working together and we look out for each other that's community um again America is very individualistic that culture is individualistic you know as far as pull yourself up from your bootstraps do it be independent you work for what you have to work for and go for it work hard and you'll be successful that's a different type of mentality so I want to promote to you and present to you that caring for your soul is going to have to um give you it's going to, it's going to require you changing your mindset about how you're living this life. Um, caring for your soul means that you're going to prioritize some things that might not mean, um, the American version of success. Let me say that again. Prioritizing your self care or your soul care or loving your spirit or loving your soul is going to require you to give up some of those things that American culture promotes. Like as far as success in the workplace or success in whatever, living the dream, whatever it is. is I, I believe that people often try to find peace, but they're still working, 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 working. And believe me, I'm one of those people also. Um, but I really do find that it is a requirement of life to take care of yourself so that you can take care of others. Okay. And that's what we want to talk about here. We want to talk about what does that look like for you? What does it look like to take care of your soul? It looks different for so many people, you guys, because we are a different generation. I'm in like a middle transitional generation. I understand that. I'm an 80s baby from 80, I believe from the 80s to the 2000s. Anybody born in those um, 20 years, although they're two different, you know, generational names. Um, I believe that we are transitioning into um, a culture that is going to try to work people to death, um, which is which is going on now. But imagine for the millennials and Generation X's and Generation Z's when they become 30s and 40 year olds. And they are in the position and the high positions of workplaces. And they have already been trained to work, 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 compete, 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 compete. I don't think that, um, I think that there's going to be, um, a miscommunication of what it means to take care of your soul, if that makes sense. I don't think they're going to have the same understanding. I don't think they're going to have the same, um, connection to spirit. I don't think they're going to have the same connection to church, which a lot of us, um, do have as far as a resting place, a regeneration place, a place to, you know, regenerate our, our soul and our spirit. So let me, let me say this. I think older people, the people from my generation, I, I, I'm, I'm in my 40s right now. So I think 50s, 60s, 70s, I think a lot of our soul care came from church. It came from going to church, you guys. It came from going and hearing the preacher and getting the teachings and praising the Lord and listening to the music. I think a lot of our soul care and boosting ourselves up for the week has come from that church culture. And now that we have transitioned a lot, and some of you might not have noticed if you're listening to this and you're still a, a regular church goer, 
a lot of people have trans- transitioned out of that. They don't go to church as they used to. And there's a lot of online, um, not only church, but online information that itching ears go to listen to, to boost up their spirit and to boost up their, um, just their energy. And I think that it could be good, but I also think it could be very dangerous if, you know, people get addicted to that type of, to that type of learning, to that type of soul care, because then they're just going to the internet without building relationships with the people in a community. Here goes the thing. This is important to think about. It's important to talk about, especially when we're talking about these end times. And again, you guys, when I talk about end times, I'm not talking about the end of the world. I'm talking about the end of the age, how cultures change and shift and kingdoms um, of this world, they, they falter, they go away and other kingdoms rise up. So let me tell you, and if you don't understand that, you guys have to go back to previous episodes that you can understand the position that we are, we are in right now in this space, in this time. We are going through a very um, pivotal point in history, a very pivotal point in our spiritual growth, a very pivotal point in our awareness of who we are and what our purpose is in this life. And I believe that it is, we're transitioning out of a place of hardship and slavery. And I don't think, I don't think it's going to happen for everybody at the same time. Um, but we are definitely transitioning out of that time, out of that mindset and into a more, um, connective relationship with the Lord. Let's talk about some of these things. Okay. I'm going to move forward in the conversation, but I want you guys, I do want you guys to think about what does self-care look for like for you. And if it's not going to church every Sunday, then that's fine. <laughs> that is it's totally fine. Because let me tell you, some people just went to church on Sunday. I know I grew up in a way that we went to church on Monday, Wednesday night, Friday, um, and, you know, Saturday choir rehearsal, then Sunday, we were in church all day. And then we started started the week all over again, you know, with, I guess it would say Monday night prayer, Wednesday night Bible study, um, you know, like I said, choir rehearsal, all these things, like we were always in church, that, that was the nature of it, um, and I think people found solace and refuge in, to the, in that type of community place where like minds help each other build their faith and the faith in God. I believe that that was essential to my growth into my growing and for me to have the perspective that I have now today. I believe that was essential. I believe that I cannot be the person that I am today without that foundation of the church, without that rock, without Jesus, without really know, without knowing that Jesus Christ had came to save me and save me from my sins. And for that to be instilled in me year after year, week after week, you know, um, as a, as a young child, then I could not speak as confidently as I can right now to tell you that God loves us so much that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life I cannot speak that that confidently without the foundation of church okay but let me tell you, I feel like right now we're transitioning out of that. I believe that the older saints, they're going to continue with that. And I believe that they're going to try to get their young people to come to church. But I think there's going to be like even more when the Bible says there's going to be a great falling away in the end times. And the thing is, we see that we see that happening. We are falling away from traditional church community. It's just happening. And I don't think we should look at it as a negative thing or a positive thing, but it's a thing that is written that is supposed to happen. And uh, let me make this point real quick. I think when we read the Bible, instead of making judgments on the words that it says as far as, oh, this is the good thing, this is the bad thing. If you do this, this is the good thing and this is the bad thing. But let's read it, especially in Revelation and the information that we have for about the end times. Let's read it as if 
these are the things that we need to know that are going to happen it's let's not put a good or bad label on it let's not make it this way or that way black or white let's not do that okay I do want to move on to the next point but think about it think about it think about it what does self-care soul care look like for you Okay, guys, let's move on to the next point. What is the next point? The next point of this thing. Hmm. The next point. What do we have to say? What does soul care look like? Um, let's go to the rest of this blog post that I was supposed to read out. So it says, but what is the soul and how do we care for it? Your soul is your inner part your inner translation of all the information that you're absorbing in this world. It is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Okay. And then how that is translated within your inner being all depends on the condition of your soul. So if your soul is low and lacking and it's not energized by uh, the spirit of truth, then the information that comes in is going to be interpreted in very negative ways, which is counterproductive for your life, is counterproductive for your soul health, your spiritual health, your physical health. Um, so this is why we want to get you to a point to where your soul care is on a regular basis, where it's at a point to where that soul filter can see the things around you um, that's happening into your life as positive um, so that your soul filter can see and interpret the love of God. Um, so your soul filter can see and interpret the love that Jesus has for you. And then that becomes energizing within itself and you can become more powerful and you can become more. And I don't say powerful as like Matt, you know, magic or whatever. No, more powerful as far as the energy that you exude to encourage the people around you. Um, it, it, it kind of is self-soothing, self-feeding, self-energizing. Um, and I'm not talking from an individualistic point of view. I'm talking about using the energy that God gives you and he gives it to you every morning when you wake up. Every breath that you have is something given to you by God. Thank you, God, for the breath. Thank you, God, for life. Thank you, God, for the light. Thank you, God, for the insight. Thank you, God, for the wisdom. That's the kind of, that's the kind of energy that we have to have. We have to have a thankful attitude. And that, you can write that down on your list. Have a thankful attitude is something that you can do for your soul care because that's going to energize your soul. It's going to build up your soul. It's going to build up the perspective that your soul absorbs things. Now, listen, these are, these are new concepts. Um, at least for things that I am, am talking, I believe they're new concepts that I'm putting out into the world. It's not coming from nothing. It's coming from my, um, you know, my studying of the word of God. And it's coming from my study of um, science and scientific study. Now, listen, there's something um, that science calls embodied cognition. And it, it, it's the idea that the way that we interact and absorb things through our physical bodies, and that's through our movement, through our relationships, through, you know, how we interact with the material in the world, how we live in our bodies and our arms and our legs and our, you know, we we get meaning from what we touch, from what we see, from what we smell, from what we taste, from our interactions with our uh, with our different relationships that we have around us. It's embodied cognition. It's how we're processing this world around us. And the thing is, everything is coming from us from every angle in this world. We're, we're always absorbing and getting information and our brain is not the only processor. But when we talk about embodied cognition, we're talking about how the body processes information. So when I'm talking about soul care and soul translation, I'm talking to you about how the soul absorbs the spiritual things that are happening in this world and how you translate that and process that and 
interpret that. So the more you take care of your soul properly, the more you serve the Lord in spirit and in truth, the more that you will understand the things that are going on in this world. And I think I'm going to save the whole aspect about um, uh, the black and white um you know, all this stuff about racism and implicit bias and um, systemic racism, all these things. I'm going to save that conversation for another episode because I want to concentrate on the soul stuff so you can understand what the soul is and how important it is, why it's important to take care of your soul and why not so much why the world calls it self-care, but just that we're how when we are talking about a Christian worldview, how we use our own language because we have a higher understanding of what the what it means for us and what it means for our purpose and what it means for our living. OK, so that's why we're talking about self-care in the area of soul care, because we have a background understanding of how important that is. And even when we talk about embodied cognition is, again, the way that your body interprets all this information that's going on around us in this world and how we process that and how we interact and react in response to that. Listen, your soul also absorbs information. We process it and then the soul reacts. The soul reacts and sends out information. Again, soul, mind, body. Okay, I'm mean, sorry, minds, will, and emotions, emotions, mind, will, and emotions. So the way that your soul interprets is going to send a message to your mind, your reasoning. It's going to talk to the will. It's going to, it's going to change, it will change your will depending on how you are taking care of your soul. Your emotions are going to send a signal and it's, it chemicals happen in your body and your brain. There's all kinds of things that are happening and it's secreting certain things in your in your brain, in your body, in the neurons and everything that is happening in your body, into the cells of your body. And it's, it's sending messages in your body and it's creating your understanding of what you need to do next. So soul care is going to be detrimental to how you make decisions in your life. Because it's going to change the way that you see things. So, okay, let's go back and let's make a list of the things that you could do to take care of your soul. All right, here we go. Next point. What are we going to do? We're going to talk about the soul, right? What we have to do. Let me give you five things real quick. Okay. Um, be thankful, have a thankful heart. That's number one. Number two, be still and know and trust in God that he's going to do everything that he said he will do. Number three, love, love, love. Keep loving. Love yourself. Love one another. Number four, remain humble. Remaining humble means remain teachable. You don't know everything. Let's let's keep on growing. Okay. Number five, give yourself grace and give others grace. All right. So with that let's let's say that we are on the right path i just i just wrote down five real quick something that i do for myself for my soul care for my own soul care and i know I, i'm sorry if you expected me to say go get a facial and you know binge watch netflix and you know go get your nails done i'm sorry if you expected me to say that, um, that is, that is all well and good. I know there's some people who choose, chose to change their mindset and to, you know, stop putting other people in front of the things that they wanted to do. So I do know what, like a few girlfriends that they go and get their nails done and they make sure they get that done like every two weeks on point. That's fine. But I think that came from, 
um, a change of mindset. I really think that came from um, them having their personal relationship with the Lord and saying, you know, this is something I'm going to start doing for myself. And I think that is part of self-care too. You have to understand that you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of others so i think that is a priority setting thing so as far as self-care you have to in soul care you have to set your priorities guys you can't get burnt out by the things that everybody else wants you to do i have an article on my website ourteacherforpurpose.com i have an article that says that you need to prioritize your purpose. Prioritize your purpose. What does that mean? It means that you have a responsibility to do what God has for you to do before you have to do everything that everybody else wants you to do. Okay? So in order to know what that priority is, in order to know what your your purpose in life, you have to develop that relationship with the Lord. That should be a priority. So let's say for your soul care, one that you could put on the list, number six, read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible. Because what reading your Bible is doing is building your relationship. Building relationship means that you have more opportunities to talk to God. We need, we need, you guys, we need, we need, we need opportunities to speak to the Lord. And before you even have that opportunity, you first have to believe that he is God and he is the rewarder of those, to those who diligently seek after him. So I'm going to throw in there, seek after the Lord, diligently seek after the Lord, because that is going to help direct you and what you need to do to build that relationship with the Lord. And reading the Bible is one of them. Believe me, I'm trying, I need to do a lot better in my, in my time priorities, prioritizing my time, especially when I, um, you know got this new job like I said I'm always going 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 trying to do trying to do the to-do list and as I'm speaking to you the Lord is speaking to my heart and speaking to my soul that's why I said this whole podcast is my processing center because I know these are things that I need to do for myself also and part of that is reading and studying the Bible developing your relationship with God so that you can hear from him how do we hear from him number seven we need to talk to him when we talk to him through something called prayer and we sit and we pray we can use our words to pray or we can sit in silence and wait to hear from him and this is what i do with my writing i'm hearing from him and if you notice in this podcast i pause every once in a while and i'm listening to him what he wants me to say and i know that he has these words written in my soul he has them written in my heart he has it written in the deeper inner parts why because i had prioritized and taken some of the time to read his word and he's spoken to me through the words that he has written um, thousands of years ago and it, then it speaks to something that is already inside of me. And then I'm able to, tra- my soul is able to translate that out. And it comes out because I concentrate and I focus and I prioritize a self-care, soul-care routine. See, now the world is going to try to use the soul, the, 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 the self-care. They're going to try to promote self-care, self-care, self-care and leave the soul out of it. But your self-care is soul-care has to be because your soul has to be healthy in order to keep your to keep your fleshly body your material body healthy or else you're just going to be getting the wrong information for for how to take care of your body you guys so talking to the lord requires you reading the bible and it requires quiet time it requires prayer where you can make your request known unto the Lord, but it also requires quiet time. And this is why I'm going to say for number seven, another part of your soul care, self-care is meditation. One, one part of how I do my meditation is I walk in the morning before the sun comes up, nice, quiet walk, listening to what the Lord has for me that day. And it has, it has and does make all the difference in the world. It has and does make all the difference in the world. A nice walk a day to spend time with the Lord and to hear what he has to say. 
So number seven, let's say meditate. And number eight is going to go connecting with that. Move your body. Move your body. Exercise is important. And some people say, well, no, you know, if I have to work, I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to concentrate on my body. That's not, you know, that's not important anyway. But what you put in your body and how you exercise your body is very, very important. Why? Because remember what I talked about, embodied cognition. How the physical aspects of your body and the condition of your body is going to determine how you are interpreting the world around you. And if you are not healthy, if you do not move your body, if the muscles are not being used correctly in your body, then you are not developing the physical aspects of your body. And let me tell you, as a teacher... Um, I have to tell you, you know, studying education, studying cognition, you have to develop on all areas or your one area is going to be lacking. It's going to keep you back and you can't move forward in other areas. So, for example, in education, we look at social, emotional, we look at cognitive, we look at gross motor, fine motor, and we looked at lit- we look at literacy and language. Do I think there's more than your o- to your overall growth in that? Yes, there's so much more. But we science has determined if someone does not work on their social, emotional, especially as if young t- children. Do not work on their social emotional, then they are not going to be successful in trying to learn academically, to learn cognitively, to develop language because they have to work on the social emotional part. The same thing with gross motor. This is why physical education is so important in, in to children and in schools because if you do not develop your physical ability then you are not developing your mind. Your mind can't develop at the aspects that it was meant to develop. So we want to get you at your highest functioning self so that you can not only hear from God, but you can be obedient to what he is telling you to do. And this is something that I'm working on also. I am trying to get to the point where I can do the assignment that has been placed in my life. And you can read more about my assignment on my website, ourteacherforpurpose.com, which is also my blog. What's up right now is about soul care. and But what I'm getting ready to put up, I am going to get ready to put up an article about the, the book that, I, that I'm reading. Um, that, actually, that I just finished reading. Um, I just met, I mentioned it at the beginning of this podcast. Agent Nicole Lynn, Agent You, which I thought was very good. I thought it was, I just thought it was an awesome testimony of who God is and who God was in her life and how um, she worked very, very hard to get to the place where she was and how she believed in her, in herself and how she believed that once she did everything that she could do, that she gave it to God. She cast her cares on God. And that's actually one of the verses that she used. She used Psalms 55 and 22. Cast your cares upon the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be forsaken. Psalms 55 and 22, right? And I had wrote like earlier that week, cast all your care upon him for he careth for you. And I believe this and I believe as Christians, we do believe these things. And that is part of our soul care is reading the scriptures and believing them so i'm going to tell you for number nine belief 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 and faith 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 growing your faith and growing your belief is a very important part of your soul care so how do you build your faith and your belief? And I believe it's by reading testimonies. <laughs> I do. Reading testimonies, reading other people's experiences of this life, reading other people's experiences with the Lord, reading other people's um, life choices and seeing how their lives have panned out so far. And I believe the Bible has an intricate file of people's lives that you can learn from. And I think that um, we don't always get it. I don't think that we always get the life lesson that needs to be learned from the stories that we read in the Bible. And I do use other people's books and other people's stories and other people's testimonies as, uh, as supportive 
um, criteria, supportive reading, supportive um, information to help me navigate this life. And this is the reason why I read. So I am going to put up an article that has that suggests three books. And one of those books is Agent Nicole Lynn, Agent You. The other ones was Incident. Um, in the life of a slave girl, Harriet Jacobs, an awesome story about how she was, was an endured slavery, how she endured, you know, the things that were said to her, the way she was treated, the way that her children were treated, and then the aspect of possibly having no hope. But she was just so awesome that she just had this hope in her heart. That's how she fed her spirit. That's how she fed her soul. She just had this hope and this idea and this vision that she would be free free one day and I suggested you guys go read that book go read that book this incidents in the life of a slave girl Harriet Jacobs I learned so much more about just being in the mindset of slavery and how changing your mindset and being in a mindset of freedom is what is necessary to get you out of the burden the burden of labor Okay, and I think I need to save that for another podcast, but there is a burden of labor because this culture keeps on promoting that we have to compete against each other. So there's those people who compete, 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 and they are burning themselves out, you know, trying to get to the highest level of success. And while other people are trying to do the same thing, um, getting to the levels of success that the, um, this culture says is sufficient, but there's some people that are failing because they don't have the resources. They don't have the tools to get there. And there's other people who just give up and say that's not for them. And so I like to look and read testimonies of people who are successful and usually successful people. They are very fast to write their books and all in you guys, you know, one of the most successful um, African-American men in this country, as far as notoriety and being able to be seen, um, around the world was, is, um, Barack Obama, right? And I did read his book, The Promised Land, but let me tell you, I really enjoyed becoming, um, by Michelle Obama. That is her, the name of her book, Becoming by Michelle Obama. And so I did, I definitely wrote, um, an article, you know, promoting these three books. What three books? Agent Nicole Lynn, Agent You, um, Incidents of a Slave Girl by Harriet Jacobs, and Michelle Obama's Becoming. And the reason why I promote these books is because, especially for African-American women, is because they're very positive, but they also give you insight on what needed to happen to get out of the mindset that you have to work all the time and it's 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 like it gives you some insight to what it means to take care of your soul and i wish i wish i wish it was just as easy as me giving you the list and say this is what you have to do to take care of your soul this is what you have to do for self-care this is what you have to do to be successful this is what you have to do to make it to the next steps of your growth opportunity and your purpose in life but it's not that easy it has never been that easy and i think life takes a lot from you and i think that life also gives you a lot of information that you have to be able to take and you have to be able to filter you have to be able to process you have to be able to take all the information and apply that information and make it become wisdom to not only your soul but to all the souls that you touch around you okay that's what the purpose of soul care is. It's not only for your personal growth. It's not only for your personal mission. And your personal mission, your personal growth, and your personal purpose is very important. But you, my friend, have to recognize the strength of feeding a community and the strength of understanding that Feeding your soul and nurturing your soul and caring for your soul is going to help other people care for their own souls. Okay? All right? So that's what I, that's what I need you guys to do. I need you guys to go look for that book. 
those books, Agent Nicole Lynn, Agent You. I just finished it. I thought I thought it was phenomenal. Very quick read. Oh, that is my timer. Let's dismiss that. That means I need to wrap up, guys. And I'm getting ready to wrap up right now. I'm getting ready to wrap up. Let's put the music on because we have to wrap this up here. Um, thank you for joining us. I think that um we just really have to concentrate on understanding what our soul is and what our soul is for and we have to understand that we are here um more than just for ourselves but we are here for others so in case you didn't know your soul is the inner essence of you your soul is something that you must nourish it is something that grows inwardly then outwardly it is intended to guide you and to provide guidance to others the more you care for your soul the more it cares for you you guys okay so what did i give you i gave you i, I gave you real quick i think nine self-care tips oh number 10 we're going to say read other testimonies for your self-care and that's going to encourage you in moving forward in your purpose so if you want to write it down let's write this down you know what let me push pause because i don't want this to, the music to be distracting okay so we'll push pause on the music before we head out let me get a pen and, and if you need to pause in between Go ahead and pause in between. I think it's much more intricate than just to give you these points. So I think throughout this season, we're going to keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. And if you feel, listen guys, if you feel that going to church is what you need to feed your soul, then go ahead and do it because that your, um, your soul care is going to be um, treated in the church because the church is supposed to be like a hospital, a healing place, um, a praise place, a place place of worship also. So if you feel like it, the, the church is it, then that's fine. Because it's going to hit on a lot of these points. Because through your praise and your worship and your learning, and that that is a very good place. Church is a very good place to feed your soul because it's supposed to be a place of community it's supposed to be a place of growth and learning and application and wisdom and praise and all that like it's a very good place to to grow your soul okay however if you are like me and we have a very intricate uh, relationship with the church <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say we we know that people have different um, experiences with church so if at this time you cannot get back to church or you cannot get back into a physical church then um, try going to church online or finding a church online or listening to a good message online or finding a spiritual teacher. But I also think you need to take these additional steps. And number one, I said, you have to have a thankful heart. So a thankful heart might look like something like a gratitude journal or just, you know, giving thanks to those around you, sending out thank you cards or just being like a thankful person that will definitely change your soul energy. Um, number two, you have to be still and you have to know and you have to trust the Lord. So what am I going to say about that? I'm going to say, be still. And I'm going to tie that to um, a cultural word that we use right now. Be mindful of the current space that you're in. So mindfulness, be still. Find places in your life where you can be still and just be. That's number two. For your soul care okay and if it's, this sounds familiar for other spiritual practices or spiritual walks then um i i do have a strong commitment in the christian faith and i do believe that that is the the foundation i believe the bible is the infallible word of god and the truth of the lord um and i do believe that all truth comes from the bible and so if this sounds familiar and other spiritual walks i think that it comes from jesus and i think that 
if you are aware of something like the eightfold path or, you know, mindfulness, self-care, yoga, whatever it is, um, be mindful that it, it stems from the word of God and it stems from Jesus. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to go all into that, but you know, find a place to be still. Number three, love, love yourself, love others, give people grace because you guys, everybody has gone through so many different things and we have to practice love. And I didn't go over what that means on this podcast, but we have to love each other. That means we have to connect. We have to get to know each other and we have to not attack each other. That's why I say, and we have to not to be hostile toward each other, but we have to share. We have to show a nurturing heart and nurturing hand to those, especially to those in times of needs. So love, love one another that will feed your soul. Number four, remain humble and remain teachable. That means open your heart, open your ears. You don't know everything. Um, if you think you know everything, then that is a spirit of pride that you're welcoming in. And we don't want to welcome that spirit. I think these are worthy for a whole nother podcast, you guys. And I think I'm going to make a whole nother episode with these things. So let me just go over it real quick. Um, number five, give yourself some grace, give others grace. Number six, read your Bible, build the relationship with the Lord so you can hear from the Lord. So number seven, talk to the Lord, pray to the Lord, but also allow that quiet time for him to talk back. So I am going to promote meditation on this aspect of it. Number seven, that's talk, pray, meditate. Number eight, move your body, exercise. It is an important and integral part of your spiritual growth is to also make sure that that you're physically healthy. So not only move your body, but feed your body the right things, okay? That is good for soul care, okay? Number nine, build your faith and build your belief in Jesus Christ. You can do that by reading your Bible, reading those stories, reading other people's testimony. And I'm gonna tie that together with number 10. Read good books, read good books. You guys, this is Tamara. I'm the Art Teacher for Purpose. I write, create, and promote information to help you find your purpose in life. And I am gonna promote you guys today to please, please, please keep reading your Bible. Please develop, keep developing your relationship with the Lord. Check me out on ourteacherforpurpose.com. I am going to drop that article uh, promoting those three books, uh, which is uh, Becoming Michelle Obama, Agent Nicole Lynn, Agent You, and Incidents in the Life of a Slave Girl, Harriet Jacobs. Read that because I'm going to do another podcast um, to talk about what it means to have a freedom mindset so that you can do these things to take care of your soul. And you guys, I really do feel like this is a deeper understanding and application of the things that we hear now in the world about self-care. I wish you well. Thank you for joining. I love you. I love you with the love of the Lord. Until next time.